and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by and a Sanctum Entertainment LTD in Trinidad and Tobago, Accessible Technology Solutions in Australia, and Life Books for Kids in Florida. Hello, my name is Saddam Ahmed, and I'm the Chief Executive Officer of Accessible Technology Solutions Enterprises. At Accessible Technology Solutions, we offer highly customized training for all your adaptive technology needs, whether it be JAWS for Windows, for someone who's recently gone blind, whether it's learning your Mac, or harnessing the amazing potential of your iPhone using adaptive technology like VoiceOver. For more information, please visit us on the website, www.accessibletechnologysolutions.com. I'm Saddam underscore Ahmed11 on Twitter at Accessible Technology Solutions Enterprise on Facebook or email us sadam at sadamahmed.com. Accessible Technology Solutions. Your problems, our solutions. My guest today is Miss Kenya Nicholas, and this segment is called Inspirational Moments, where I interview authors, motivational speakers, life coaches, persons with disabilities, just to name a few. Hi, Kenya. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for having me. Now, Kenya is a sweetheart, and she just has a story to tell us, and I have interviewed a couple of authors before, but I didn't really do that much insight research on, you know, how does an author think and, and, and write. And as such, I've, I've decided to do some more research on author and Kenya Nicholas. So, Kenya, can you tell us about yourself, please? Sure. My name again, Kenya Nicholas. I am a part-time author, part-time federal career uh, professional with the federal government at USDA. Um, I love, love, love the arts. Um, I've been writing for a long time and I'm finally able to break through and concentrate on just finishing, you know? And um, I love kids, I have a passion for kids. I have two kids, 16 or actually 17 year old now and a 26 year old. So I have a lot of experience in working with kids because 
I'm like all of their friends mom too <laughs> because I just love to get in their heads and you know I jump on their <laughs> little Facebook calls and you know I just have a passion for kids because sometimes you know they just don't have a platform so and I like to be their adult platform Interesting. I live in Maryland in the Washington DC area uh, I'm a Florida native and I oh, love, love, okay. love, love Jamaica <laughs> so Kenya before we get to your writing career tell us about you back in the days uh, your childhood days growing up well I am what one would call a military brat my mother was military so she was away a lot traveling so I was staying with other family members, mostly my grandmother. And then I got older, I stayed with a couple of my aunts. And um, so I kind of been uh, that child that had to appreciate people stepping in more so now that I'm older. And that's kind of why I wrote my book because I could relate to a lot of kids that have been bounced around or, or maybe not with their mothers and fathers. And that was one of the inspirations for my book um, from my childhood, uh, being a military brat, always having to adjust to new people, new climates, new schools, <laughs> new teachers. So um, I kind of lost a lot of my home base uh, foundation in Florida because of the movement around the country. Um, and it really has shaped me into who I am now. Um, so my childhood was, it was really uh, family banding together. Uh, people were highly regarding my mother for serving our country. And um, they just pulled together as a village to make sure that I was happy. Um, I grew up on Andrews Air Force Base more of my teen years. And I had an awesome, awesome um, teenage uh, run there at Andrews and then I my mother was stationed on Andrews and I never really wanted to leave so I made it my home for my family so in a nutshell um, that's me so I'm looking at your bio and I see the statement that just grabbed my attention you have been a champion for kids over the past 30 years tell us about that Yes. And when I say champion for kids, I am the big cousin, um, the aunt, um, the, the play sister that all of my little cousins, family, friends, kids gravitate to. And so for some reason, I have a talent that was given to me by God that allows kids to feel comfortable around me. They open up and they tell me things that not even their parents know. And I feel like, oh my God, what am I gonna do with this information? You know, so what I try to do um, is exercise that trust that they have in me. And I go and I advocate for them on whatever's bothering them. Like, I mean, something small, like they'll, come to me and say, oh my God, this food in school is horrible. Miss Kenya, can you do this? Can you help us? And I'll be the one that will say, well, let's get together and see what we can do to get you guys some better food. Or if someone says, my mother's always yelling at me and you know she never listens to me, I'll be 
the mouthpiece and I'll go to that parent and I'll say, look, you know, he or she told me some things that I wanted to talk to you about, but you cannot take it and hold it against the kids. So I'm able to kind of help them solve their problems because I was in their shoes as a kid. And I was that kid that I was a little outspoken. <laughs> so, but these kids are, they don't have, you know, maybe the wherewithal to reach their parents without appearing to be disrespectful. So I just teach them, you know, there's a way to go, not against authority, but just use your voice, but do it respectfully. And you can still maintain that relationship in a respectful manner, you know, and also get your point across. So I've been doing that for years. Like I said, it's been 30 years. Um, I'm almost 50, but so I guess uh, since I was 20, <laughs> once, I became, once I became an adult, I started to understand, you know, life more um, clear. And I was able to just reach back to those kids that always keep in touch with me, you know, through their schooling. And, you know, sometimes, you know, with my busy life, I forget um, you know, some of the issues and some of the things I've done and the kids will remind me and say, remember when you helped me this? Or then they'll just reach out and say, thank you. Now I'm doing this because you helped me do that. You know, I see you have a mission statement up there. Tell us about that. Well, my mission, um, it's always been in the vein of helping children. And I know that everybody has a talent. And I want to bring those talents out of the kids at a young age, instead of having them go through life and not knowing what they're supposed to do, what God has for them. So my mission is really to help kids become more um, functioning and um, citizens, young citizens, future leaders at a young age and develop that to make to make a living for themselves. Um, I tell the kids all the time, Tiger Woods didn't just start playing golf when he became 30. He's been playing for years. Serena Williams, you know, they were on the tennis court at their ages, you know, and they had all of this experience. So I like to teach the kids to do whatever it is they want to do and experience at a young age so that they can find their God-given talent. Just a reminder, folks, that my guest today is Miss Kenya Nicholas. And this program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, Accessible Technology Solutions, and Life Books for Kids. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both. Let's print your t shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1 8638384123. That's 1 8638384123. So, Kenya, I want to know what goes on inside an author's head a writer's head. So I have a couple of questions here for you. I want to ask my student engineer would like to, to, to learn about and the wider public. When did you first realize you wanted to become a writer? 
Well, um, that's a great question. I started in comedy, believe it or not. And I went to a workshop because everybody was always telling me, oh, you're so funny. I would pay to go see you. And after listening and hearing that so many times, I enrolled in a comedy class. And it was the same coach that Martin Lawrence went to. I had no idea. Um, But the coach heard my stand-up and he goes, oh my God, you are ready. So he sends me to this comedy club and everybody loved it. All these scouts came out after my part and they were like, oh my God, can you come here on Tuesday? Can can you come here on Thursday? Can you come here on Friday? And I had just had my son, Um, he's 27 now. So that's how far back this goes. And so my mother and my husband were like, you're a new mother. You can't leave your kids home at night and go do all these comedy clubs. So I had to respectfully decline. And I just started writing at home and I started writing comedy at home and I didn't know where it was going to go, but I just started writing because I didn't want to lose my talent and my drive. So I said, well, you know, writing at home, you know, who knows where this will go. So I have all this content over the years and this started back in the nineties. And um, so after, you know, after all of the Uh, interaction with the kids, I said, oh my God, I can get this writing together for the kids and I can help the kids. So as I'm listening to their stories, because I want to make sure my content is relevant, I had to change everything around to more so like a kitty, self-help, fun, but inspirational, kind of like a guide for them. And I said, how can I make that fun? So um, that's when it clicked. And I said, this is what I'm going to run with because I didn't know of any other authors that are out there teaching kids about life, making it fun and making it, you know, kids sexy and having an outlet at the end of each chapter that says, hey, what's your personal experience with this topic? You know, and that is a sneak introduction to journaling for the kids. So I just felt like it was all encompassing and and that's how I just took off from there. How long does it take you to write a book? For me, I have a very hectic life. I have a very busy lifestyle at work, um, very heavy workload, lots of traveling. Um, I have a very busy household where my kids were very active in different organizations and sports. And so writing kind of took the back burner because I only had time to do it part time. So I would say um, it take it took me about a year. And then after that, going through a lot of the editing and the proofreading and the formatting, um, I would say about a year and a half. Um, there oh. are ways to do it. Yeah, there are ways to do it easier when you get others to help you and but if you want it done right, um, it is something that's a very lengthy process. You mentioned that you uh, you are a mom. You 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 do part time work plus you do your your own personal business. So before you start writing, where do you get your information, your sources from? How do you go about seeking information? There are a couple ways that I do that. Um, it really comes to me. I don't really have to go looking for it because I have a lot of friends and family members that 
have little situations that I feel, oh my gosh, I can help with that situation. And then how many other people are dealing with this and they're just not talking about it because kids don't talk anymore. You know, they're on their social media, on their phones, on their games. And, you know, parents come home sometimes, they're so tired. Last thing they want to do is, you know, be a parent. Um, but sometimes, you know, we make the sacrifice to be a parent anyway, but sometimes you just want to go to sleep or you just want to relax. And, you know, it's hard being a parent. So um, the kids, they kind of clam up a lot um, now because of all of the electronics they have. So what I do is I get inside of their head, see what's going on. I talk with my family and friends, um, even things that I go through. So a lot of my information that I share in my books it's real life stories. Um, I don't really have to go seek anything, like I said, because, you know, people just have these issues that they're dealing with. And I, I make sure that I incorporate them in my book to see if I can help others. Um, a lot of my family and friends, they have kids, they're going through their things. My kids have things they're going through, their friends. You know, my daughter just had a birthday party. And when the kids saw me, it was like, it was my birthday. It was like, oh, Miss Kenya, hi, Miss Kenya. And I was like, ooh, I'm interrupting. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I just get inspiration and ideas just from people's issues, things that they're dealing with. And I just try to find a solution for them to have an outlet. Well, I asked the question because I know for some books, I see the sources of where the author get their uh, writing from. You know, I want to know from, from another author's perspective of where do you get your information from and even the public too. Uh, folks, we are almost at the end of the program, but I just have some burning questions I need to ask Kenya. Yes. When you're not writing, what do you do? <laughs> I'm trying to find sleep. <laughs> um, I like to travel. I also do kids workshops where Right now we have, nice. yes, the workshops that I do is just a break from school for the kids to just be kids. Um, we have workshops, uh, they're virtual right now, but after okay. COVID they will be in person and it's just a chance for them to let loose. It's a chance for us to talk. It's a chance for us to have fun. We'll be going on different trips like uh, skating, camping, uh, we'll also incorporate those workshops with the parents. Uh, but right now it's just with the kids so that they can be kids, you know, in the absence of judgment and everything. And at the end, um, I um, normally this person that the organization I'm working with, they'll purchase the books for the kids and they'll ask them to, you know, ask me any questions about the book. They read the book as a group. They journalize as a group. So it's, that's what I do in my free time. It's all about the kids. Awesome. So tell us, Kenya, what does your family think about your writing? They love it because like I mentioned, a lot of my family members are displaced because of, you know, maybe death in the family or, you know, we've had a, some drugs in the family where the kids are displaced. And I connect with them because I've been, I was in their shoes, you know? And so... The family like it because I chose the characters and I use their names so that they all feel like they're a part of this, this community of kids and family and they're a part of something, you know, because sometimes when you're miles away from your sister, you know, you can feel distant. So to have a character that sister 
have the same names in my books. They love it. And my family members love it as well because it's, it's still that connection there, even though they're miles away. I like the name Life Books for Kids. Tell us the, the real true meaning behind Life Books for Kids. Um, it's funny you ask that as well because it came to me when I was trying to find the name and I said, it's kids, it's a kid's life. And how can I capture this? And I just kept coming up with different names and I said, simple, Life Books for Kids. And I've made it my website. It's my social media handles. <laughs> for social media, I put the number four instead of F-O-R. But on my website, I just said, let me just capture and purchase everything Life Books for Kids before it's gone. Um, because as you know, things come to you and they're gone in a matter of seconds. And sometimes you can't get them back. So I just looked at it as helping kids through life. It's just part journal is it's interactive you know they can write about things they're going with going through and their parents can read what they wrote and say hey I, I never knew you were being bullied or I never knew that you felt alone sometimes so it's a way for the parent to work with that kid as well and we have journals on our website as well that you know each day when they come home from school all they do is circle a happy face which means you had a happy day or you could circle a sad face, which means you have, you know, so sometimes, yeah, because sometimes you don't want to talk about it, but you just want to indicate how was your day. And then that parent right. can go back and say, oh, I see you circle the sad face. What happened? And that's a new conversation and bonding with your parents. So that's yes. what I want to stimulate those conversations back into the family. These books will be good for children with autism because. Yes you know, they're able to express themselves with that journal that you have created. Yeah. And you know, this is a really inspirational moment that you have created uh, for my listeners and the wider public. When you're writing your books or while you're writing your books, have you discovered some surprising, wonderful, awesome moments? Um, yes, because they all are life events that actually happen to someone um, I think, you know, when my kids read it, for them to come back and say, oh my God, that happened to me. It's really good that it's relatable. But when I have grown adults that wanted to read my book first before they give it to their kids and they're like, oh my God, I couldn't put it down. And I'm like, you're an adult. You know, what are you doing reading kids books? <laughs> you know, so that kind of, um, it inspires me because it's like, you're right on point with what's going on. So um, I hope I answered your question on that because you, you have, you have, yeah. Kenya, you have some books on the market. Tell us about them and the age groups. I see one for seven to 12, one for zero to three years or so. Tell us about your books. Yes. Um, well, I have um, the zero to three. Um, those books are kind of like beginner books where the parents kind of have to read those for the kids. Um, those are still being developed, but I do have, um, the seven to 12 year old chapter books that are, um, being, um, that are available and those seven to 12, I chose to work on first because those are the ones that are most impressionable. 
we can catch them because once your attitude and your personality is formed and you're selfish and you know it's hard to get out of it so i tackled them first and so the next would be those that are three to six and those are the ones that um you know we have basically inspirational books for them to show right. them that they can be anything they want to be so what about the teenagers the teenagers oh, are know, next. yes <laughs> those are next um and i and i did those last only because most teenagers are already shaped and right. their personalities are already shaped it's like just bringing awareness to them and right. so i want to spend a lot of time on them because they're knocking on adulthood so those are the last groups um, of kids um, that we're working with. And then, of course, once they become adults, some things that young kids don't know um, that may graduate from high school and end up on their own, it's just teaching them life skills as well. So those will still be life books, you know, because right. little things like insurance or bank accounts and things like that will be tackling. Right. Awesome. What would you like to leave out there? with the children and the parents? Oh, I would like to say to the parents, um, my parents and my grown aunts and guidance um, counselors, you know, they would always say, oh, kids have no problems. You have no bills. Um, I would like to dispel that because kids have their little kids' problems and right. listen to them. So as a parent, I would just like to say, you know, get a little bit more involved with them. You know, when my kids are on the phone, I'll jump into bed with them like, who, hey, who are you talking to? You know, and I'll just, you know, be silly with them, you know, and they like that. You know, sometimes you may look at it as invading, but they, they want you there. Right. So I would say, yes, whatever it takes to stimulate a small conversation, it can generate into a larger conversation. And then you'll know what's going on with them. Beautiful. And how can persons get in touch with you? Everything is Life Books for Kids. Uh, my email is lifebooksforkids at gmail.com. My website is lifebooksforkids.net. And my social media is lifebooks, the number four kids so you have every way to contact me i look forward and i value any feedback from, from the books from the site and i just really thank you for this opportunity to just reach my jamaican brothers and sisters thank you so much. <laughs> you are most welcome you're most welcome <laughs> um thank you so much kenya for coming on the program That's so guys awesome. there you have it miss kenya nicholas ceo of Life Books for Kids. Remember now, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good.